Hi, I'm Brett Larkin. Welcome to the Yoga Hacks podcast. And today we're talking about a really interesting, at least I think interesting, topic, which is that of self-love and this new definition of self-love I've been working with. You might have seen my video, I think I also put it up as a podcast about mindfulness and why I wasn't really into mindfulness or that term and I proposed some other words and terms I liked better. If you haven't listened or seen that, definitely check it out. It's on YouTube and on the podcast as well. But self-love is another one of those terms that I just hasn't ever really resonated with me or I don't think I really fully understood it or what it meant or what I was supposed to be doing until now, actually, until recently. So I wanted to share about how that came about, the new definition I'm working with, and a bunch of ways that it's just sort of, I think, changing my life for the better so far. And I hope it can be an inspiration or at least give you some new ways to think about these things as well. All of this came about because of a coach, a life coach that I've been working with. So I have always been curious about life coaching. I'm not an expert in it. I am not a life coach myself by any means, but I always loved being coached because I'm an eternal student of everything, and I think yoga is just so much about self-improvement and stepping into our best self. So I'm always curious about different coaching styles and different coaches who are out there, and I got really lucky to be part of an interview series that one coach a friend that I met is doing and in this series you actually get to see me uh, be coached by her live and I'm sharing a lot of my struggles and my stories so people can hopefully if you have similar issues uh, resonate or learn or get some free coaching basically by seeing me be coached and uh, at the recording of this current podcast that series isn't up yet it's being edited but of course the moment the series is available I will put the information below this podcast and below this video so you can check it out if you want to see me get coached and go a little deeper into this. Uh, But bottom line is that she really encouraged me to, actually she didn't encourage me, she had me do a meditation. It started with a meditation that she led me through and in the meditation she basically led me to find a memory of when I was a child and I was doing something that I was just really happy doing, like not anything I was achieving. Um, I actually, in the meditation, she had me speak aloud to her some memories that came up as she guided me towards, you know, sort of the memory she was trying to find. And it was funny because some of the really happy memories I came up with involved, um, you know, like getting a part in a ballet that I was excited about when I got more of like a lead role. And she's like, nope, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. She really wanted me to find a memory that was just me as a kid doing something that I loved and that I had no agenda to be doing. So not something that I was doing for someone else's approval and not something that I was doing for really any other reason than it just gave me joy and the memory I eventually came up with that really fit and really hit home was this memory of when I was younger something I loved to do was I used to just walk outside with my dog and I lived in uh, in this period we had a lot of space and there was a stone wall in our yard we had a barn and some woods and stuff and I would just walk on the stone wall forward and back, forward and back (laughs) with my dog for 
hours and also walk in the field with my dog. And I have no idea, you know, why this was so pleasurable. There was something very meditative about just walking on the wall and being with my dog. But also I just make up stories in my head during this time and like sing little songs to myself. And there was just no agenda other than I found doing that and being outside and doing that sort of meditative walking incredibly soothing. And this was probably from when I was nine to 12 or 13 years old. I would do this regularly and I never thought really anything of it. It was just something I did, you know, to go outside and chill. And when I was able to hone in on that memory, And she really encouraged me in the meditation. And you guys can all do this on your own. It's really helpful to have someone guide you through the meditation. But it's not by any means necessary now that I've hopefully kind of described the memory and the kind of memory you're going for that you want to think about. Again, being a kid, just doing something for the fun of it, having no agenda, meaning like you weren't doing it to get approval, you weren't doing it because your parents wanted you to do it, you weren't doing it because you were trying to achieve something, just sort of you at your essence try to find a memory like that. And then what she said to me in the meditation was that that memory, being in that state, and she really got me in that state, and you guys should do it as well if you can figure out the right memory that works for you. But she really was like, how does the wall feel beneath your feet? What are you smelling? You know, exactly really pulling me into how vivid, um, into the memory. So it was very vivid. And then she told me that that was self-love. And I was confused because I didn't get it. But the idea that she is having me work with and that, you know, again, this is all new to me, so I'm sharing what I'm going through. And you can watch, again, the coaching series for more details and see me being coached by her and see her talk about it as well. But the concept is that self-love is really just doing what you feel like doing when you are, and I came up with this term and she really liked it, but your agenda-less self, meaning you have no agenda. Um, and we usually are able to find and locate that from a memory in childhood, like when we were just doing something because it was fun for us and there was no agenda or outcome we were going for in doing that. And she said that is what self-love is. Self-love is being in that state and allowing yourself to be in that state now. So she encouraged me to think about, you know, when I get up in the morning or really just all the time to think about like that girl. And for me, it's the, my younger self walking on this wall, walking with my dog. Like, what does she really want to do? What is she excited by? What does she want to do right now? And for me, I found that it was really usually like I wanted to go outside. I wanted to exercise. I wanted to work out. I didn't want to sit at my computer right away. Lots of things like that. And her big advice to me was go do those things. And as soon as you do those things and you sort of like take care of that inner child or that true self or that agendaless self, as soon as you do that, the rest of your workday will be so much easier and everything will flow way better. Just let yourself do what you want to do. And it seems really obvious, but that was never really clear to me that that's what self-love sort of was. I don't know what I, what I thought it was. I don't know if it was like appreciating qualities about yourself or again, I think there's a fine line because I, you know, like a self-love just letting myself indulge in things I want to do like, you know, eat ice cream in front of the TV for six and a half hours. You know, that doesn't seem really 
correct. But when it was reframed uh, as just connecting with this child, like getting back, like, what does she want to do? <laughs> what does little eight-year-old me walking on the wall want to do that would just make her happy today, this morning, this afternoon? Let's just do what she wants. And sometimes, you know, it's as simple as, like, I want to go out and get a chai instead of make tea at home, or I want to go for a walk, or I want to exercise right now, even though I have a lot of work to do. And her big, or I want to write this thing that I'm excited about, or film this video I'm excited about, even though it's not part of today's plan, or not what I'm supposed to be doing today, or I'm really supposed to be doing these nine other things. And her big message to me, and I think now my message to you, is to just do those things, do those things. And she said, you know, you really just need to trust that after you do that, you will get actually more done. You will be more productive because you're in a place of alignment and you're in a place of being kind to yourself and you're in a place of having met your own needs. And then because you've sort of stepped into that space, Every email you write for the rest of the day, everything you do for the rest of the day is going to be filled with alignment and passion and just come from a happy place. And then just karmically, you're sending out (laughs) happiness instead of sending out (laughs) emails where you're like dreading writing them and like forcing yourself through it because you really just want to go exercise or whatever. Hopefully this is making sense. So Um, I'm trying it out right now. I'll be reporting back throughout the interview series. And again, sign up to get that if you're interested in this kind of thing. And also here as well, just how it's going. But so far, I think it makes a lot of sense. I really am liking it. And I am finding that once I take care of myself and self-love myself in that way, I do get more done after just because I feel great. Like after I go, usually I want to go outside or go work out. And usually after I do those things, I feel fantastic and then I like sit down at my computer and bang out 12 things and you know everything's fantastic and then I wonder why in my life before this (laughs) and something I still struggle with is that I like force myself to do the 12 things and I'm like oh I can exercise later as a reward or I can go to yoga later as a reward or I can walk outside or do whatever it is that I actually really want to do later as a reward like why do we let the to-do list take priority and then we feel crappy the whole time we're doing the to-do list and sort of let what we want to do be the carrot like dangled as a reward that's um cruel to yourself that's not self-love just let yourself do what you want first and then everything will flow and be easier from that from there from that point so that's my quick burst of inspiration for, for this podcast. And another thing I wanted to tack on uh, as a more practical item, although I think hopefully everything I've talked about so far is actionable and practical and something you can try, but something that has really been a big takeaway for me in all of this is realizing how much, the, whether it's the inner child or the girl walking on the wall or you know, whatever, whatever it is we want to call it at my essence, but how much I really want to exercise and move every day. And I've shifted and reframed the idea that because in my mind you work out once a day, like you have your workout for the day. That's either like yoga for me or dance class or running or whatever. And I've since shifted that to a workout as something that happens twice a day or whenever I feel like it. 
So I've made some changes noticing that a lot of the time what, you know, this, this inner self, this child within me, my true self wants to do is to exercise and move and, you know, maybe dance class that I want to go to isn't till 4.30 p.m., but I want to do that the minute I wake up. So I've started going for a run or I joined a little gym near my house, which is like a gross gym where I'd never think I would be a member, but I can go there and even if it's raining, I can do the elliptical or I can run and then I can still go to dance class later in the day. And I'm sort of started to realize, you know, why, <laughs> why did I always think I was only allowed to work out once a day when clearly if I do a little mini workout in the morning, um, no matter what, it sets me up to just be joyful and aligned and get way more done the whole rest of the day. And I can still do um, a workout later, something to look forward to after a lot of my work is done. So this is something you could play with too. It's like, what weird rules have you set up or do you think are true that maybe aren't really true? And another thing is I felt sort of tired <laughs> a lot of the time or like, um, yeah, just tired, lethargic. And what I realized is when I work out more, doing twice a day instead of once a day, I have so much more energy. Like I'm realizing that the t my tiredness or what for me is tiredness is me feeling trapped. And if I actually go outside or get myself on a treadmill, I want to sprint, you know, and I have all this excess mm, energy, tapas, I'd call it, that I need to burn off in order to be able to sit still. So a lot of my illusions around being, you know, like tired or I have so much to do or, you know, just being burdened or is just completely fictional. I have so much energy. It's just in order to access it, I need to get moving right away. So whether that for you is a you know, quick morning yoga practice, some of the five 15-minute sequences on YouTube, whether you want to sprint <laughs> like me, I'm in a phase right now where I just want to run um, and, you know, then complement that with another workout later in the afternoon. I realize a lot of you probably don't work from home, but when I worked in corporate, I mean, I joined, I had, I had so many wacky things I would do. I would do handstands in the handicapped stall <laughs> of the women's restroom. I would never take lunch. I would always go to yoga or some workout class nearby at lunch and eat at my desk. I would get up really early. There's just, there's so many ways that you can fit more exercise and more movement into your life if you just make it a priority. And I think the big thing I'm seeing is that my computer work, my so-called real work, improves so much more when I give myself this opportunity to play and you know, give myself what I really want, let that inner child have what she really wants first thing in the morning. So I hope some of this resonated with you or at least gave you some ideas of how you might start hacking your day in different ways or shaking up your schedule or just trying some things, experimenting with some things in the way you structure your day to really make it fantastic for yourself and, you know, take notes, notice you're like, wow, today was a really great day. And what did I do differently today? I found, you know, when I get out of the house in the morning, all of a sudden the day flows way better than if I don't leave my house and just start working at my home office right away. So, you know, we, 
if you were working for a company, right, or working on a project, you'd very naturally probably have an Excel sheet or be optimizing these kind of things. But we don't think about optimizing our day-to-day, what is our life, which ends up setting our mood and who we are and then how we show up and present ourselves to the rest of the world and the energy we have and how we show up for everyone we love. So really start noticing what seems to work best for you. And again, I hope this helped give you some ideas. Make sure, of course, to comment below, like and share um, my podcast or any of my videos. That always really helps me out a lot. I love to hear from you and get your feedback. If there's topics you want me to cover or videos or classes that you want to see, on YouTube or on the podcast, so do not hesitate to reach out. You can always contact me through my website or Twitter at Larkin Yoga TV. Be sure to get on my email newsletter over at my website. It's the number one way that I send out new classes, send out discounts on courses and other projects and things I'm working on, send info about upcoming retreats I have, like my art history and yoga retreat to Italy in June, which is just going to be absolutely fantastic. I would love to have you there. It's I can't even sleep sometimes at night because I'm so excited about it because I love Italy and I love art history and I love yoga and we're going to do so many cultural amazing things within the context of yoga and showing up as our best self and the theme is your personal renaissance and it's just very exciting. So of course, um, There's info about that on my website, brettlarkin.com, and I will talk to you and hopefully see you on YouTube for class, but talk to you in my next podcast. From my heart to yours. Namaste.